Hello and welcome to Weekly MTG and the Commander Masters debut. I'm joined by the one and only Gavin Verhey, who is here to share all the things behind the scenes of all these preview cards that we're going to talk about. Yeah, I'm so excited. It feels like I worked on the set so long ago. Mm -hmm. We can finally dig into it and reveal a lot of the cool stuff that's in the, in the product, which I'm stoked for. And also, just talk about, talk about the draft a little bit, too, which is yeah. a, a favorite of mine. Absolutely. So we got a bunch of preview cards we're going to talk about. We got some sections. We got some usual suspects, trinkets, legends, spice, all that sort of jazz. Um, but Gavin, why don't you tell us, first of all, what, what is Commander Masters and what's unique about this product? Totally. So Commander Masters is a reprint set. The main set is all reprints from Magic's history. A lot of Commander staples in there, and you'll be seeing tons of them today mm -hmm. as, we, as we go through the show. Now, Commander Masters, of course, you can just buy packs and crack them and get cool cards for your Commander yeah. decks, but you can also draft the set, which is something I'm always very passionate about, helping pioneer uh, Commander draft in Commander Legends. And it's a lot of fun to me because when you sit down at the table, you draft, you can, for, you can draft with as few as four people mm -hmm. or as many as you know eight plus, which is awesome too. And um, at the end of it, you all have decks that are all about the same power level, right? You don't have yeah. to have that conversation of how strong is your, is your deck. You're like, well, we just all drafted them. I, I passed you the cards, right? You know what's in there. And uh, when you're done with it, what's really cool is you get to kind of have the starter of your own next commander deck, which, yeah. is, a, which is a blast. So I've got an article coming out later this week that's a refresher on uh, how to do commander draft. Yep. And it's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, there's also, we're not going to be talking about this part today, but the main set is all reprints. There are also four commander decks coming yep. out, and those commander decks do have new cards. The themes, just as a recap, are Slivers, five colors, zero color Eldrazi, so that's pretty cool. That's a big one, yeah. Three color Jeskai Planeswalkers, and Obzon Enchantress. So they're pretty cool themes and kind of a, a bunch of fan favorite or, or very highly requested yep. themes. Um, and then finally, my role on the set, just so everyone out there knows, is I was the really early vision designer for the set. I started working on this product. Um, as I've wanted to do it for a long time. I've had this pitch of Commander Masters for ages, and you know, people were on board to do it, and you know, a lot of people helped make this happen. Um, but then, uh, early on in the set design process, I got offered Doctor Who Commander, and I was like, well, that's kind of a dream project of mine. So We know I, how you feel about that. Yeah, yeah. so I handed it over to uh, Brian Hawley and Corey Bowen to take yep. the main set and Commander decks the rest of the way, respectively. So I kind of led the in initial vision for the set, and I'll be talking about some of those choices in the draft uh, today. Yeah, so. and, and Corey's going to be on the show next week. Brian was going to be on the show today, but he unfortunately got sick, so Gavin stepped in. No but, problem. Yeah, I can talk about magic. You I like can, doing you can that. talk about magic and commander and all that sort of stuff. So and, um, and I will just say before we get started, hats yeah. off to both of them. They did a great job. You know, yeah. set all the way through. So even though it's just my initial vision, and they, you know, really built the rest of the set around it. Um, you know, great job to them. Yeah, it's a fantastic set overall, and we're just kind of like tip of iceberg. Uh, for previews today. So uh, let's kick things off. We've got this section called The Usual Suspects because it's going to be a lot of the things people expect. It's, yeah. it's the kind of stuff they don't even guess in chat because they just know <laughs> it's going to be here. But, but they look cooler than ever. But they look cooler than ever. We've got some cool versions. So let's start off with uh, number one obvious inclusion, Soul Ring. Yeah, and Soul Ring is finally here. Notably, it was actually not in the main set of Commander Legends or uh, Commander Legends 2 Battle for Baldur's Gate. It's here in the main set here. You can draft it. You can put it in your draft deck, which is sick. It has this, this awesome, awesome borderless version you can open mm -hmm. with this new artwork by Mark Poole, this awesome Urza flavor text that's really incredible. Um, and you know, we were talking about some ways to make C Commander Masters feel a little different from the previous two Commander draft sets. And uh, while you know, we, there, we wanted to make sure that there were like some, some cards that you were going to make felt like made it a whole commander deck. Right. And Soul Ring is such an iconic card. Yes, it's really strong and limited. Yes, yes. it's very powerful. But hey, 
let's make sure you can have access to it. So it's here in the set at uncommon. You can draft it, put it in your deck, and you know, draw it on turn one, make everyone attack you. Tip to everyone, if you open Soul Ring, pick it. Probably a good pick. Probably a good pick. Pick it. Yeah. Um, all right. Number two. Uh, on the obvious list is Command Tower. It's right there in the name. There we're it is. We're going to do the thing. Command Tower is here. And once again, there's an awesome new borderless version by Donata Giancola that's super cool. And one fun thing that was really great about this set is getting to take a lot of these commons and uncommons that don't often receive booster fun. Like, yeah. you don't really get Command Tower booster fun very often because it's not in, um, you know, it's in Commander decks, which don't often get booster fun. Right. Here, we're able to blow it all out, make some really cool versions of these cards. And I, I love seeing it. Yeah, yeah, it's a good card to always put in your Commander deck. You're gonna draft when you draft. Uh, the car, the packs are 20 cards a piece, so you're gonna mm -hmm. end up with 60 cards at the end. You're gonna only need like 35 of the, or so of those as spells, so you can spend a pick or two on Command Tower. Like, yeah, makes your mana work and <clears throat> helps you cast your spells. Yeah, and you absolutely should. Uh, another high pick here, and another common inclusion is Arcane Signet. That's right. Once again, with some brand new artwork by Drew Tucker, and I love the cadre of artists we got to grab for this. Mm -hmm. um, it's a mana rock. I, mean, I probably don't need to explain to anyone watching this, the, the, the show. It's a mana rock. It's powerful. We probably shouldn't have made it. It's super strong. And, uh, <laughs> you, you said that before. You, yep. you, 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 should, uh, you should draft it. Because it it's always good, right? And, right. Uh, and one thing that you should note as you're drafting is normally when you're building your commander deck, you start off with your de deck list with eight mana rocks, ten mana rocks, whatever. But in draft, you've got to actually get those in your deck to draft them. You're not going right. to have eight to start with. So picking these cards early is really good. They're super flexible. They will always go in your deck. Um, and then, you know, you can bling out your commander deck with it later. Absolutely. All right. A another card we see quite often. Uh, it's it's less of an obvious inclusion than, the, than our first three, yeah. but still a pretty common inclusion is Path of Ancestry. Yeah, and this was a card I designed all the way back in Commander 2017. Still big today. Um, it fixes your mana, which is awesome, and lets you scry at least when you cast your commander. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind, in this format, you will often have two commanders because of a partner, so yep. it'll, it'll let you scry even more. A lot of creature types to share uh, with your commander there. So it's just a nice card. You're basically always going to play this if you have it as a mana fixer. It gives you a little bit of extra scrying. And once again, some awesome new Mark Pool artwork. And I, I just love the artists we reached back into to grab all this stuff. And um, you know, we wanted to have all the commons and uncommons you would expect. So here's some cards that will, you'll open a pack and be like, yeah, this will go right into my commander deck. Now, chat picked up on something you just said there about partner. Yeah. So how does that work in draft? Well, yeah, we were going to get there in a little bit, but I guess uh, we'll pick no, it up now. No, we're going to get to it now. It's oh. now. Oh, well, that's, wow, what a great, <laughs> what a great segue. A little bit, that's now. So partner. Yeah. Here's something that's really interesting with the design of the set. So when we were designing Commander Legends, we kind of figured it out partner was the glue that made the yeah. whole thing run together. Because when you're drafting, you have to be able to pivot colors. And when you're locked into a two-color legend, it's really hard. Mm -hmm. So with Commander Legends, we made a bunch of new partners. With Commander Legends 2 Battle for Baldur's Gate, we made a bunch of uh, backgrounds. So we had yeah. that as a mechanic. One of the unique challenges for Commander Masters was we can't make new cards for it. So how are we going to do that? How are we going to make that work? And we tried a few things, and we came up with a really cool draft-specific rule. So in Commander Masters Limited, and only Commander Masters Limited, you can use any two mono or zero colored legends as though they had partner, okay. which is really fun. So if you have any blue le legend, any red legend that's mono-colored, you can team them up and have them be your commanders together, which is really fun because you get to make some pairings you've never been able to play before mm -hmm. in Magic's history, right? You can put cards together that normally cannot sit in your command zone together for a really fun, really unique, limited experience. And I, there's a lot of fun mixing and matching of classic legends you've been able to do here. And um, it was a, it was a, something we came up with in design that was such a fun wrinkle. And initially, we were like, is this going to work? Are people going to enjoy this? And 
that like after two play tests, it was clear this is the way to go. It mm -hmm. is just awesome, and there's so many fun combos. And so, just to be clear for everyone at home, this is for the limited yes. draft environment only. Correct. And it's only for mono or zero colored legends. That's right. So if you draft two two colored legends, you can't have a four color deck. That's okay. very strong. Um, but you can play mono color with two blue legends. You can play blue and red with a mono blue and mono red legend, and so on and so forth. Um, and then yeah, if you want to you know rule zero that to work in your other commander games, you can. But it is not a rule of the format. So all right, cool. So okay, now to help make that happen, we did reprint a card from previous Commander Legends when you were talking about partner and all that sort of stuff, which is our next preview card. Uh, kind of a usual suspect now in this sort of draft environment. So talk about the Prismatic Piper. Yeah, so the Prismatic Piper is a very funny card because it's one of the only Magic cards we've ever made where the goal is really to not have you use it. Um, <laughs> Pr Prismatic Piper is a funny one because it basically when you're drafting Commander Legends, you need to have a commander at the end of it. Your deck has to be able to match color identity. And so Prismatic Piper is like the, uh-oh, I didn't actually draft a legend that I needed. I have this. So it's yeah. kind of like a, a basic land. Right. You always have access to it. You can always grab it if you need to to put into your deck. But just so everyone out there is aware, Almost no one has ever had to use this card. In Commander Legends 1, I almost never saw this used. In Commander Masters, only one, in one playtest ever did anyone use this card. Um, yeah. So I really would not expect to use this, but it is always there as a fail-safe, just in case you're drafting, you end up with a mono-blue com uh, commander, you need a red partner to pair with it. Uh, okay, you can bring in the Prismatic Piper, and it'll get the job done in a yeah. Uh, it, it'll be there. It, it'll be there. But, it'll be there. But uh, you know, I think what we found when we were uh, playtesting Commander Legends originally is people were really worried about uh, not having a commander, even though mm -hmm. it almost never actually happened. So just having that release valve makes you feel a little safer. Yeah. You know, you'll have a deck at the end of the draft. You won't have to just go walk away and be like, I can't play Magic, which yep. is you know, not the idea. Now, we're not going to dive too deep into the draft environment today. Um, but one of the things we did want to highlight is that the draft environment is in many ways shaped by downshifts as well. So while we're on the subject of the draft environment, uh, let's show one of those downshifts and you can talk a little bit, little bit about the draft environment before yeah. we get into it. Yeah, totally. So here's a downshift of Extinguish All Hope, previously a rare, now down to the uncommon, with brand new artwork. So a couple things here. First of all, um, yeah, there's a handful of downshifts in the set. I mean, one of the things that about commanders, you need big creatures, you need big splashy plays, and you yep. need board sweepers to help clear the board away. Board sweepers, not traditionally common or uncommon effects, so we brought some of those down. Now, yeah. across the board, there's not, it's not like every card is downshifted. We, you know, a lot of cards are just played straight at their normal rarity, but there are some effects we really needed to get in there, and board sweepers are one of them. So there's a number of board sweepers in the set at Uncommon, mm -hmm. and this is a cool, uh, a cool one here with Extinguish All Hope, all the way from um, Theros Block, original Theros Block. Um, and uh, for popper fans out there, there's some cool commons as well, so stay tuned. There's some brand new uh, stuff there. And then for limited, it's just fun because you get to play with cards in your uh, draft deck that you normally would only see in rare in some right. other set, and here you get to put your deck together using it. Um, so there's some, there's some fun ones for sure. Yeah. Now, uh, is Extinct, I think we're, we're doing your article on the draft archetypes tomorrow. I think that's coming out tomorrow. That's right. um, but, that, you know, that, that's a very specific wrath. Uh, is that one of the archetypes in the format, in the draft format? Th there's not an enchantment deck, really, okay. in the format. So it's mostly just, it's a cool black sweeper. Um, it's, you know, it's something we could downshift down. Mm -hmm. But there are some, certainly some archetype downshifted cards are in the format that you'll want to keep an eye out for. So um, there's a lot of cards that are like, we downshifted this specifically, so it's that common or uncommon in the set to help out with an archetype. There's a lot of really cool legends we downshifted that are really, really exciting. So yep. I can't wait, wait for you to see some of those. And I've got an article coming out tomorrow with a ton of preview cards talking about the archetypes a little bit and some of these downshifts. So stay tuned for that. All right. 
Um, now we're going to move on to trinkets. And before we get into this, yes, I know trinkets are traditionally one mana. Yeah, can't trinket made for any of the cards we're about to show. can't trinket made for any of the things we're about to show. They're all two mana, but you know, it, it, it works. It does. I'm going with it. Anyway, so um, obviously you talked earlier about two mana rocks and how important they are to Commander. And so we obviously wanted to include some more of those in here. And we've got, we've got a list of six here that we're going to talk about um, that are not as common in inclusions. We haven't, we haven't printed them as much. So uh, let's start out with one of the oldest two mana rocks in the game, Felwar Stone. Yeah, this has some really cool new artwork here by Randy Galagos. This is such a great rock. It fixes your mana. It'll often in a commander game get you all five colors, which is yep. pretty cool. And you just, I mean, once again, a card you're always going to want to play, right? It's like an Arcane Signet style card. And, um, you know, a lot of the other cards, Arcane Signet, for example, is in basically every commander deck. Felwar Stone gets reprinted a little less often, so it's cool to be able to do it here and give it some fun new artwork uh, to boot and a, a, new, a new life. But it's the other five cards, Blake, that I'm really excited about. The other five cards have been printed twice. The last time was 2014. We'll, we'll see if, uh, uh, I think chat, some people in chat have them. Yeah. Um, I started playing around the time that these were first printed, and they were some of my favorite cards. Um, especially the blue one. Yeah, and these have been asked for a lot. Like, people have been asking for these for a while, yep. and one of the things when we made the Commander reprint set is, hey, people are asking for this card for Commander, let's put this here. Should we show them to him, Blake? I, I think that's enough to do, yes. <laughs> let's show the first one. So, Pearl Medallion, yes, you're getting all five of these. They come in regular and foil etched. Uh, these were first printed in Tempest and have been really, really strong cards since then. Right, I mean, a mana rock is great because it's a two mana card. You put it down, it, it you know, taps for mana. The thing about these that make them extra powerful is if you cast multiple spells in a turn, mm -hmm. it'll reduce all of them. So right. it tap, it kind of gives you multiple mana. And that's not even counting things like um, if you're able to use the untap land spells to right. then untap your lands, um, you know, or anything like that. They can actually generate mana for you off of these. So rituals with these, very powerful because they just net you mana. Yep. So these are cards that, especially for high-powered commander decks, are really strong. But even for just, you know, run-the-mill commander decks, very good. And one thing I love about them is they incentivize mono and two-color commander decks, which yes. is often what you're drafting here. Yep. And they're way better in a mono-white deck than in a white-blue-green deck. So yes. um, really, really... Uh, Exciting reprints, and I'm so stoked to, give the, to have them all back here for you and at Rare uh, to to enjoy in the, in the set. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like I said, I started playing started playing in Ice Age, but Tempest was kind of one of my first full releases, and um, I've I've put these in every Commander deck I could. They made sense, not the four or five color ones, but um, yeah, really strong cards. Really excited to have those back and, and see what they can do. And I believe these are the first time these cards are appearing in foil. Right, because Tempest didn't have foils, and the Commander X didn't have foils. I so think that's correct. Should be. Yeah, you can get them in this awesome-looking foil -esque version right here. Yep, absolutely. All right, and um, we I do have the Pearl. I have I have some cards on this stack here. We can yeah, we'll, maybe, we'll we can maybe look at the Pearl a little bit later when yeah. we when we kind of go through these. All right, now of course this is Commander Masters. We need Sweet Legends. Of course. Uh, so let's talk about some of those Sweet Legends. Um, we've we've seen that there are colorless cards. In this set, um, this colorless commander deck, um, are there colorless legends that you can try to build with? Well, we did mention earlier, zero color legends mm -hmm. also apply, and there are 
just a couple, maybe some iconic ones. This next one pairs well with Soul Ring. So uh, <laughs> it does so pair well with Soul Ring. If you happen to draft Soul Ring, I can, I can recommend it. It's a little tricky to cast, but very rewarding when you do. Should we put it up on the screen here? Let's see Kozilek the Great Distortion. So you see three different versions there, the regular, foil etched, and Kozilek is one of the funky ones to get the borderless profile. I love, I love just the, the idea of putting a borderless a profile picture of Kozilek, as if there's like, no, this is my good side. Yeah, yeah. Also, it's so huge, right? It takes up like <laughs> the, so, the whole frame. It's great. But yeah, this card is, is strong. It'll draw you a ton of cards. And while, you know, there's not, you can't just add waste into your deck um, in this format. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of colorless ramp. You've seen Soul Ring already. Um, there are ways yep. to get colorless mana in the set. So uh, you can draft this and play it. You will have to play a monocolored deck if you do that, because you'll probably have this plus a monocolored legend. Right. So it's a little trickier, but it's really fun to try and make happen. And every now and then in draft, you'll be able to pull it off. And of course, this is also one of the premier colorless commanders mm -hmm. um, for colorless decks in general. So it's a great right. one to open. And if you buy, say, that colorless precon I was talking about, well, this card will go right in there. It goes right in there. Yep, absolutely. All right, next up, we have another monocolored legend and another another oldie good buddy goodie. Uh, Chainer, Dementia, Dementia Master. Yeah, this is all the way fresh from Torment and kind of a, a style of card we don't really do that much anymore. It pumps yep. all nightmares on the battlefield, which is kind of unusual. It brings things back over and over, which is kind of rough gameplay. But hey, it's a reprint set. It's Commander Masters. Yep. Make, you can handle this. And to me, this is like an OG Commander. I remember right. building Commander decks way back in the day, and it was like, let's build our Chainer deck and see what happens. So it, it's a fun one. Note that it does exile all nightmares. If your opponent happens to have a nightmare on the battlefield, this will kill it when it dies. That's yep. always a fun little wrinkle. And this is an example of a monocolored legend that you could put in your command zone with another monocolored legend in the set. So it lets you make some really fun team-ups. As you say, have a blue commander that self-mills you a little bit, and then a chainer in your command zone, and you get this kind of one-two punch going yeah. on. So that's pretty cool. Absolutely. All right, next up we have another monocolored legend, another big favorite in the format. It's Krenko, Mob Boss. Yep, yep. I mean, this is the premier goblin commander, certainly one of the premier goblin commanders. And this card can get out of hand so quickly. You drop it down, tap it, you make some goblin tokens, next turn you're making more tokens. Mm -hmm. uh, also, if you happen to draft another mono-red goblin commander, you can really build your mono-red goblin yep. deck and go to town by having more goblins around. So um, this is you know, just a card that is really, when I think of commander, this is like a hyper-popular commander card, and I'm glad we have it here in the set. Yeah. Well, and it's another one of those cards that you talk about as it can do some cool things with pairings. If you yeah. have another commander that allows you to sacrifice creatures for an effect, um, this creates a ton of creatures that you can sacrifice and do a thing. Yeah, we'll talk about the draft archetypes in my vi in my video and article tomorrow, but it's really funny to combine them in that way, because there's yeah. a go wide deck, for example. Hey, Cranko's awesome to go yeah. wide with. There's a sacrifice deck. Hey, it's awesome to sacrifice too. So finding those little synergies in draft is really cool and unique, and kind of only works with this fun little draft partner pairing rule. Yep. All right, next up. Now, I, I know I've seen some, some comments about the profiles, and people are a little weirded out by them, but for my money, this, this profile on this next card is gorgeous. I look it, forward to this yes, seeing play. Yeah. Commander, modern, yep. you know, it's going to be a hot one. And uh, yeah, I saw this and I was just struck immediately. It's a gorgeous piece. Absolutely. So let's take a look at Azusa Lost But Seeking. And there is that borderless profile on the right. And brand new flavor text, too, to boot. Yeah, so absolutely. So nice. talk about Azusa a little bit. Yeah, so this card, in addition to being a modern all-star, is another like classic commander card to me, right? Yeah. You know what Green likes doing? 
playing extra land. So it's pretty easy to ramp out of hand with this. If you have, say, a fetch land and Crucible Worlds in play, you can go kind of nuts with it. Um, and it's a, it's a sweet reprint to have around. Like when I think of Commander, this is a card I definitely think of, and I'm so glad we were able to give it this cool borderless profile version mm -hmm. um, so that there's you know, another awesome version of this card you can pick up and pick up and play. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think as people see more of these profile pictures, they'll pick out their favorites and the ones that they like. I, I think the, the humanoid ones are, are very aesthetically pleasing right off the bat. I like the ones like Kozilek because it's just, it's silly. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, no, pose this way, Kozilek. Look over here while I get your good side. Uh, and I, we're going to see another one of those in a moment. I, I'll also say, you know, we've never done this, what I'm about to say before, actually. It's really exciting. Uh, the draft archetype for blue-green is ramp. I know that's never <laughs> that's never happened. It's, it's a brand new kind of deal. And so uh, Azusa, very good in your blue-green ramp Very deck, good. So. Yeah, Azusa is good in basically any green deck. Well, like especially with only half of your commander, right? Because one right. of the problems with Azusa is you cast it, it's sick on turn three, yeah. and then on turn eight, you're like, well, I'm kind of out of lands It's a one-two. But when it's, it's only one of your two commanders, you're like, oh, my commanders are Azusa and Kozlik. Yeah. All right, well, that sounds okay. <laughs> All right, next up, another commander favorite is Carador Ghost Chieftain. This one's been around for a bit and was uh, not one of the original, but, you know, an early on made for commander card. Yeah, I think this was in the original set of commander decks. Might have been. I'm, so. I'm hedging my bets there. Um, it's, it's a really cool card. Uh, and one thing you'll note about this is this is, I think, the first uh, three-color card we're showing off yep. today. So a lot of the format is built around the monocolor legends because they're yep. fun to team up. There are, of course, some two-color legends in the set as well. But we wanted to make sure to have all kinds of goodies. And so, yes, you can draft cards like Carador. There's some three-color cards in the set as well. And in Commander Draft, the more colors you add into your deck, the more powerful you can get because you just have more cards in the draft pool you can play. Mm -hmm. So in general, if you see a three-color card, that's a really exciting card that, that can bring you into an archetype. And especially early on in the first pack, you'll want to you'll wanna grab it. Um, and a lot of that mana fixing we saw earlier, what Command Tower becomes even more important when you're trying to support a three-color three-color right. card. As far as um, you know, the, the rest of the Commander goes, this card is just it's a classic. Mm -hmm. It's I like that it's pretty straightforward and simple, but really strong. Yep. And I still see this one played by people today. So it's a it's an oldie but really a goodie. Yeah, no, I I have a Carador deck myself. I just I hate Commander attacks. I love getting around <laughs> Commander attacks. This one lets you do that. You know what's great? Making your spells cost less. Exactly. So sign me up. <laughs> All right, uh, speaking of three colors and speaking of uh, non-humanoid portraits, let's look at Maelstrom Wanderer, a classic and strong card. Yeah, coming in hot all the way from the pla uh, Plane Chase 2, I believe. <laughs> this card is a blast. This is a, an all-time favorite commander. Yeah. Right? In Teamer, this is one of the most popular commanders in this color combination. The Cascade, Cascade, all your stuff having haste is just strong. And when you're ramping up in this format, this is one of those things you definitely want to ramp into. Um, yeah, it's just a, a, a strong card. If I see this in my first pack, I'm taking it. You know, one kind of fun story I'll tell is when I was building Commander Legends 1, mm -hmm. the very first thing I did was make what I call a proof of concept, where we just, I, I just, in my free time, basically built out a draft environment using all pre-existing cards, not unlike Commander Masters. And Maelstrom Wanderer was one of the, of the first cards I put into my original prototype for Commander Legends 1, just to prove that draft could even work, right. whatever that was, six, seven years ago. And to so see it finally here in a Commander draft format, being as awesome as when I envisioned it back then, is yep. cool. So if you see this, draft it, and then after the draft, if you never played with it in a Commander deck, build a Commander deck around it, it's sick. Yeah. Blue-green, ramp archetype, so yeah. you're definitely getting some value off of this. And uh, there's probably some red cards you want to play, too. There's know, probably so. some red cards, yeah, yeah, we'll do that, too. All right, um, Spice. Now, the Spice section has a, 
I'll caveat this a little bit. So my, uh, I didn't do this preview plan for the first time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. who's doing it these and days? Trick yard. Oh, did, well, did well, shout plan. out to Trick. Um, but I still get to ask for things, and so I asked for some blue cards. There <laughs> were some other, there were some other cards in here. One of one of the cards in this section is, is a personal favorite of mine. It's not, uh, it's not gonna blow anyone's socks off, but I love the card because uh, it's blue and it does a thing. Um, and then the other cards are. are Pretty darn powerful. So one of them is not blue, but isn't like an honorary blue it's card. It's like we'll an say. honorary blue card because it, it like draws a bunch of cards essentially. Um, so let's take a look first of all at land tax. Woo! What a reprint! I mean, all the way from the early days of Magic, this card hasn't been played for ages. And just make sure you hit your land drops turn after turn after turn. You'll never fall behind with this card. And the thing to keep in mind with land tax, too, is those extra lands you're getting into your hand, you can just convert them into other resources. Anything that makes you discard cards for effects, anything that lets you loot them away. Super powerful. I mean, this card has been played in Magic for ages. It is a super strong card. And uh, for one white mana, it's going to draw, draw you at least three lands, if not six, nine, 12 yep. lands. And with three opponents to choose from, and you know, especially if you're not the green player, it's going to keep happening over and over. And while I do normally make fun of deck thinning, it's like, oh yeah, fetch land, deck thing by one, not a big deal. With land tax, it is actually quite real because when you're suddenly nine lands if you were yeah. in your deck, you're drawing just all gas. I've played games where I've gotten to the point with land tax where it's just like, oh, there's nothing, there's literally nothing right. else. To I got all my every card I'm going to draw is a heater for the rest of the game. Yeah, right. it's just all gone. So and for yeah. one mana, for one mana. What were we thinking back then? You know, not. I don't know. I don't want to disparage the people who were working here back then. But <laughs> Legends, yeah. Legends, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, powerful yeah. Magic card. Very powerful Magic card. All right. I next think we last one. saw it in, was it Battle Bond or maybe a Master Set? It's been a while, uh, it's but... It's been a bit. I'd have to look it up. But, it, it, I mean, talk about a Commander card. I mean, that card has been played in Commander since pre-Commander decks. It's yep. a truly a classic Commander card, and really sweet to have it back here. Absolutely. All right. Next up is the personal favorite for mine. I'm, I'm like caveating this for a little bit. I love this card. I lobbied for it to be on this list because um, I like talking about evacuation. Um, evacuation, it just does something that like no other card does. Yeah, sure, Cyclonic Rift might you know do the whole thing, but this feels way more fair. It's like a blue wrath. It's at instant speed, returns all the creatures to their owner's hand. Um, I love this card. We now get a foil etched version. Um, I'm happy to have it here. I'm sure some other blue mages are too. Well, yeah, and, and in limited once again, like making sure that you have access to those board sweepers, just ways to clean up the board or get rid of all those pesky tokens. Great, and the fact you can reset your own cards. I know you're a fan of. I think Muldrifter is the name of the card. Uh, it is the name of the card. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah, it's yeah. you know, I'm not saying that that's in the set necessarily, but it's great to reset <laughs> your own ETB creatures and use them again. So uh, a Blake personal favorite here that uh, is back yeah. once more. Also, chat, I'm not confirming that there's no Cyclonic Rift in the set. I'm saying this card is no Cyclonic Rift. Yeah, that is not, I see that. It's not not what I'm trying to say here. Uh, just, just saying it's a little understated. It's elegant. Yeah. It's elegant. Love evacuation. All right. Um, also elegant is our final preview card, and this is where I get to talk about Canadian Highlander because this card is pointed. Um, but it was originally designed for Commander, and I believe you originally designed this card. That's right. right. I designed this card all the way back in Battle Bond. Yeah. Um, sort of so we had a Imperial Recruiter mm -hmm. and then Recruiter of the Guard, and I was like, let's keep this fun little super cycle going and let's make the blue one. So let's give you Spellseeker. Spellseeker. And we've got fantastic new borderless art there on the right. And this card, yes, he's playing all matter of places, certainly in Commander, Canadian Highlander. Yep. 
Um, even sees you know, some eternal play as well. Just a creature that comes and tutors something when it comes into play. Mm -hmm. Turns out when it tutors up blink effects, that's pretty good because you get to use it a bunch more times if you're ephemerating or momentary I was blinking. Say, have, you, have you ever searched for ephemerate? Because um, that does some things. This is a competitive commander staple. So, you know, when we were looking at the set and um, putting cards in for commander masters, mm -hmm. we wanted to hit a wide range of commander players, right? Yeah. So there's some cards that are definitely targeted toward the more like, hey, we're just battle cruisering magic into each other. Let's play big creatures, smash you. And there's some that are, hey, if you're a more competitive commander player, there's stuff here for you too. You've already seen Jeweled Lotus, for example, as yep. I previewed in the set. And Spellseeker certainly goes into that camp of like, any deck can play this. It's probably pretty good in any deck. Go find yeah. your counter spell or whatever. But if you are playing a super streamlined, powerful commander deck, this is a powerful one. And if your commander is a Nala, it is especially powerful. <laughs> I think you can like kill someone with just a Spellseeker and a Nala if you have the right cards in your deck. So uh, yeah, you're going to want to get this. And I love the, the new Boardless version. That's yep. just phenomenal art and a, a cool little twist on this card. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so that does it for preview cards. But we have some time left. And we have Gavin Verhey here. So if you have questions about the set, about um, working on about any of the cards, we've got some physical examples here. Uh, go ahead and put them in chat. It'll help if you tag at magic uh, so I can see them a little bit better. And we will try to answer them. Um, in the meantime, there are more previews coming today uh, and the next two weeks. Commander decks are going to be next week, including on this very show. We're going to do um, our first Commander deck preview. Uh, so if you I mean, head to which deck are we showing off on the show? I I forget. If it's Corey, I bet it's the Planeswalker deck because it it's got Commodore Guff. Okay, it is. It is confirmed the Planeswalker. Yes. Deck. Thanks, oh, thanks Commodore Guff. Um, should we show off some of the cards here where people are dropping questions into the into the chat? I mean, we have a bunch of questions. All right. So let's, well, let's get to that. Why? why um, wait? All right. I should uh, I should know if you are gonna have questions right away. What are we What are we waiting for? So here? let's see. Are you reprinting the free commander spell cycles? You'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, if your question in general is, is this what? in the set, we're probably yeah. not going to tell you. Yeah. Um, so we, we've hinted at it. You're going to talk more about it tomorrow. But what are some of the draft archetypes? OK, draft archetypes. Should join us to tell them all right now? Yeah, yeah, go okay, for I'll it. OK, I'll go through it right now. So here's what we got. Blue-white is artifacts, so kind of like mm -hmm. a go-white artifact deck. Blue-black is one of my favorites. It's like a graveyard reanimator deck. So you have like a little bit of flashback going on, but you also have some cheap reanimation spells you can bring stuff back with. So that's pretty cool. Black-red is sacrifice. Uh, kind, of, kind of classic black-red yep. combination. You can sacrifice some of those tokens. Uh, Red-green is power matters. So there's a lot of magic cards that care about high power. Some are gated at a certain power number. Some are just having high power. So that's pretty cool. And then green-white is kind of a, a go-wide deck with you know make some tokens, go wide, put counters on them, that kind of thing. All right. Uh, go, those are the allied colors. Going to the enemy colors, we've got white-black, which is token sacrifice. So once again, go wide or sacrifice your tokens, you know, whatever, whatever you feel like you're doing to those tokens. Um, Black-green is, is actually a really fun one. This is a slow tokens deck where you kind of accrue token value over time, get some morbid triggers. And as a little hint for you all, there's a sapperling sub-theme you can draft. Mm. So that one is, is pretty darn fun. There is a green-blue ramp deck. Yes, look, it works. What else do you want? You're going you're gonna to draw cards, play lands, and kill your opponents eventually with, with something. That's, that's better. Blue-red is spells. Once again, oldie but a goodie. And red-white is equipment. Now, one of the things I want to stress with these draft archetypes is we built these into the set. They're there. There are cards that care about them. 
But really, what we found is people kind of draft their commanders early and latch onto their commanders. And there's a lot of sideways stuff you can do with those commanders. So the draft archetypes are even a little less prescriptive here than they wouldn't be in any other set. Because so often, your real draft archetype is whatever commander or commanders you have. Right. Right? If you end up with Krenko, well, maybe you're just picking up all the goblins you can to try and build a goblin deck, which is yeah. certainly not a draft archetype, but it's a pretty cool thing to do. So the draft archetypes are there. They're cool. But um, really, I think there's a lot of ingenuity and innovation that's allowed in this draft. So when you draft it, you'll probably have an experience you will never have quite again. All right. A uh, lot of questions about Pauper, since you mentioned downshifts. So um, I'll ask kind of the, the most overall one. I know you mentioned some downshifts. How much were you thinking about Pauper's health while downshifting? Yeah, so uh, once again, I'll call out that I only did the, in, in case you missed it at the beginning, yep. I only did the initial vision design for the set. So it was the very early, like, first couple months of design. Then I handed it off to Brian Hawley to finish the main design of the set. So um, I don't think Brian, I mean, I don't want to speak firmly on his behalf, but I'm pretty sure he wasn't thinking too much about Popper while downshifting the cards. With that said, I did look through the set at the end, and there are some pretty exciting downshifts and some cards that I know I'm stoked to see people try and give a, give a handle on. So um, look, com every Commander Legend set so far has had um, pretty big impact on Popper. I think Commander Masters will also have a few cool cards for there, uh, too, including, uh, I guess I probably shouldn't say that, but th there's, there's one card that is uh, finally in paper at uh, at Common, which has never been printed at paper in Common before, which I'm really excited about. Ooh. So you'll see that in my preview article we'll get to that. tomorrow. Yeah. Um, let's see. Du, 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 du. Gavin, will you be playing the limited Commander Masters in Barcelona? Well, the funny thing about going to Magic Cons is you, I have very little time to actually play Magic because I'm very busy doing everything else. But if I have extra time, it's definitely what I'll want to be doing. Um, if you are going to Barcelona, though, be sure to check out both Game Nights Live, which I'll be a part of, as well as my unknown event. I'm bringing it all the way to Barcelona, and there's some new spicy stuff there. So uh, sign up for that, and I'll see you there. All right. Uh, da, 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 da. Chat, you are moving very fast right now. I appreciate all the questions. I'm just trying to keep up. Let's see. Gavin, what is your favorite magic card? My favorite magic card is the card Future Sight. Uh, it's an oldie, but that's a goodie. A, that's a good Great choice. card. It's, it's great for me because it's a triple threat. I love it because it inspires cool decks. I'll qualify for the Pro Tour with it in a tournament where no, basically no one else was playing Future Sight. And I love the card in Commander. It's like a no-pass and cube for me, so uh, I love it. It's great. Yep. And I keep making effects like it, so if you keep seeing a bunch of play the top of your library cards, it's probably my fault. Yep. Um, are there serialized cards in Collector Boosters? So there is an article going up uh, at the conclusion of this stream called Collecting Commander Masters that is going to have all of the like where to find this, what you can see, um, where things are found, that sort of deal. Uh, there are not serialized cards in this product. Um, I did see while we're on the topic of that, um, something that will be shown in the, uh, in the article is there was a question about are there retro frame cards in the set and there are some basic lands with uh, some pretty cool art so if you open that if you open that article up when it goes live um, there's some Elena Danner lands there's some Rebecca Gway lands and some Mark Poole lands yeah so definitely check out that article to see what has been selected there one thing that I think is cool is when you crack open a pack of commander masters you just have like a bunch of goodness right there's a lot of cards in there that will go right into your commander decks a lot yep. of staples were shown off today a lot of cool legends and uh, my, kind of my hope is when you crack open a pack, you find stuff for your deck that you'll be excited to put in there. Yep. Um, 
So we'll, we'll go over this again for, for anyone who missed it at the top of the stream. Are there any new cards in this set? Will you talk about how that works? Yeah, so the main set has no new cards. It's all reprints, although there might be some deep cuts that you might not know existed before, so keep an eye out for those. But in addition, there are four commander decks, and each of those four commander decks does have new cards in the same way that our commander decks normally have new cards. So once again, if you missed it, there are four commander decks. We'll be talking about those more next week, but there are five color slivers, zero color Eldrazi, Jeskai Planeswalkers, and Obzon Enchantress. So stuff that um, is really wild. And in fact, when we were building the commander decks, we are like, what are things that the main set cannot support? Because slivers take a huge footprint, for example. And we are like, let's make commander decks out of these fan favorite asks. So I wanted to do a sliver deck since I lit commander 2017. So stoked to finally bring it to life here. Yep. And hats off to Corey Bowen, who did a great job on it. Um, I have an interesting question that you may or may not be able to answer. I okay. think I know the answer, but I don't know for sure. So someone asked, um, of cards that are getting their first reprint in the set, which one basically came out first? What has been the longest run between it getting reprinted now and it originally being printed? Oh, wow. That's a, that's a great question. Um, and I do not know the answer off the top of my head. I feel like it's got to be one of the portal cards. Yeah, I mean, so we've already shown off Personal Tutor. Personal Tutor. Right, and, and that came out. Of Jingzhu. Yeah, yeah. Per Personal Tutor came out. <coughs> its only printing was in. Portal Second Age, right, which is 97, 98. Something like that. That's, yeah. that's a pretty long one. But the thing about master sets is sometimes there's like a weird common we found from like antiquities that we yeah. like dropped in for the first time. So I don't want to say that for sure, but Personal Tutor is definitely, that's a, that's a deep cut one. There's a, a couple portal cards in the set, so yep. I believe. Um, is this set on Arena? No, it is not. Is it on Magic Online? Uh, I believe it's on Magic Online. So there you go. Yeah. I know people had a lot of fun uh, with uh, Commander Legends. So. Yep. Um, are there any uh, are there any new cards which are only available in the collector packs? So yes, that is a great <coughs> question. So the collector packs um, do have some of the new commander cards in them. Right. Yeah. So if you want, for example, the borderless version uh, or so extended art version of the cards in the commander decks, those can be found in the collector boosters, for example. Yep. So that's something you can keep an eye out for. Yeah, and I'll just I'll just run through the different um, frame treatments and, and where you can find them real quick. Again, this this information is going to be in the Collecting Commander Masters article, but it's great to go over here. So, borderless cards, um, we've shown off a few of them, can be found in any type of pack. Draft boosters, set boosters, collector boosters. Um, there is at least one borderless card in every set booster, and collector boosters have five. There you go. Yeah. Lots of goodies. Uh, the borderless frame break. So that's like this, this, this little card here. Um, you can find those in every pack. Um, they are not in every. They are not in every pack of every pack. If that makes sense. You can't find them in every collector booster. They will be in some collector boosters. Got it. Uh, the profiles. Same deal. You can find them in any, every pack. They will not be in every pack. Um, extended art commanders can only be found in collector boosters, but there will be one in every pack. And then the retro basic lands, which again are in, you can see in the collecting article. Uh, they're not in draft boosters, but there's one in every set booster and one traditional foil in every collector booster. Cool. And once again, this article is going to go up right after this, uh, this yeah. stream finishes, so go yep. check it out. Um, let's see. Okay. Oh, 
Great question. We were talking about this right before the show. Uh, will you be doing a teaser video hinting at cards coming in the pre-cons? Uh, should be out on Friday. So we're going to be previewing all the pre-cons next week. So we'll get through the main set previews this week, and then on Friday I'll hit you with some fun teasers for the pre-cons, let you speculate over the weekend. Yeah. So stay tuned for this. Um, so here's a good question that will lead to this. Will there be special foil treatments like the Galaxy Halo or a new one? So yes. So we talked about this. We've got textured foils. If we can get in. There we go. So. What you see here, we, we, shown this, we showed this off before, and I actually took this actual card to Magic Con Minneapolis. Wow, that right? is gorgeous. So these are, this is a textured foil, Jeweled Lotus. This is a foil etched Jeweled Lotus, so you can see the difference in those two treatments. Um, that, that first Jeweled Lotus was also the frame break. This is the textured foil Ur-Dragon in the profile. Really pretty as well. And then that is a etched foil for a dragon. So yeah, this, there are etched foils, textured foils, and regular foils. So here is Kate Signet. I'll show some of the. There's that. Oh, ring. that soul ring looks so sick. Yeah, that's awesome. I've seen that across the table for me. Oh, yeah. Here is that etched foil pearl medallion. All five medallions back, in case you missed it earlier. Yep. And first time in foil, so that's pretty rad. And then there's the traditional foil for comparison. We'll, we'll put those side by side, because that's the cleanest comparison we have. Mono white players rejoice for pearl <laughs> medallion. And then there's that capture zoo that we talked about. We showed that one at the first look. Again, an etched foil. Oh. Yeah, there's that gorgeous Azusa profile. Love that. Yeah. And then there is an etched foil Lantax. Wow. So cool it's blinding. That's yeah. rad. I love how the how the little like wisps in the artwork like light up with the foil. Yep, That's cool. Absolutely. All right, let's see. Yeah, if you have more questions, you can throw them in chat. Once again, I was just the early vision designer on this set, so yep. I didn't make all the final calls. I don't know everything, but uh, I'm happy to talk about what I do know. To, to that end, uh, all the questions about the pricing of packs. Again, that is not Gavin's area. Uh, Gavin is, is on set design, so that's we're not ignoring you it's just not gavin's area of expertise it's the same reason we're not answering most arena questions or or questions like that because it's just not what gavin's yeah contrary to popular belief i have no coding ability whatsoever i do not code arena i can't uh can't help you out <laughs> with anything there uh okay here's a question what is the most recent set cards were pulled from uh oh that is a really good question oh, I, I i don't remember exactly everything that made it through but but pretty recent i think there's some cards from uh I don't think there's anything from March the Machine or one, but maybe um, maybe there's a bro card in there okay. or, or DMU. I, I I don't know for sure, especially because a lot of them are common cards that are help the archetypes run. Right. Um, I know there's a Modern Horizons two card in there, a um, couple other places. So there's definitely stuff from the past couple of years, but I don't remember exactly exactly where. The, oh, with commons and uncommons, especially, we kind of grab whatever we need to make the archetypes work, right. even if they're pretty recent. So. Um, um, okay, I've seen a bunch of good questions about um, pre-releases. So, 
Couple things. One, this set does not have a traditional pre-release. So there are not pre-release packs. Um, it's not, uh, you know, some stores may not run pre-release events. Uh, we have what are called preview events. So you can draft, um, you can't purchase product, so it's not exactly the same thing, but um, premium WPN stores will be able to run preview events uh, that are draft events the week before release. And let me run through the dates real quick uh, to keep in mind. So uh, today is when previews begin. Commander deck previews are July 17th through 20th, so that's next week. Um, the full card image gallery will be up on July 21st. The pre-pre-release with Loading Ready Run will then be the very next day on July 22nd. So we'll get the full set, and then uh, Loading Ready Run will do its pre-pre-release. Uh, and then the WPN Premium Store preview events are July 28th through 30th. So that's where, if you want to draft, um, select stores will be running preview events. And then um, the global launch is on August 4th. So July 28th, August 4th. That's the, the two release points. Uh, and then tucked in there, Command Zones uh, Extra Turns gameplay featuring this set will be on August 2nd. So be sure to check that out. So that's kind of the cadence um, and how the pre-release events kind of work. Yeah, and I'll call out too, just because you know it's easy to miss in there, that you can play sealed with this set. There's nothing wrong with playing sealed with this set. But really, draft is what the heart of the experience is. And so making these preview events about drafting as opposed to sealed made a ton of sense. So you yeah. look, look at those draft archetypes. You get to kind of craft your deck with the commander you get, get to draft. It's pretty fun. Also call out that I believe we'll have some stuff going on with the set at MagicCon Barcelona yes. as well. So if you're in Europe over there, check it out. Um, there's going to be a lot of cool stuff happening. Yeah. Uh, we answered this before, but let's, let's uh, rehash it here. Uh, will draft be in the style of traditional commander with 100 cards or brawl with 60 cards? Yeah, so commander draft is this time is done the same way it's been done in Commander Legends and Commander Legends Battle from Baldur's Gate. You're going to draft 320 card packs, picking two cards at a time. And then you, at the end of it, you'll build a 60-card commander deck, probably about 25 lands, 35 non-lands. Um, uh, your commanders do count toward your deck size there. And uh, you have to hit color identity rule and all yeah. that good stuff. Now, once you start playing, it's just like commander. Once you start playing, it's 40 life, free mulligan, all that normal stuff. Uh, and then the one thing that's actually often missed is, a lot of people don't know this. There's a fun fact for those watching. If you're drafting a normal set, I'll pick any magic set in history, and if you draft five copies of a card, you can play all of them. Right? Yeah. If you draft six Lightning Bolts, you can play all of them in your draft deck. And that sounds pretty good. You should do that. Um, so in Commander Legends Limited, the Singleton rule similarly does not apply. If you manage to draft multiple copies of a card, you can play all of them. So if you draft three Soul Rings, I recommend playing all of them. And your deck will be pretty strong, and you can play all of them. So that's one small tweak you should know about. And that's just, just a draft rule. And I think, once again, Legends does, does some fun things where, oh, man, I, I never get to play with two copies of this card in Commander, but I get to do it here just in, the, in this one-time draft format. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, um, are there, we've seen three color cards. Are there any four color cards in this format? You have to wait and find out. <laughs> I, I can say that we have definitely gone above three colors because we've already shown off Ur-Dragon, who is five colors. So yes. certainly four color is on the table, but uh, yeah, wait and see the set. Yeah. If I say yes to that, it really narrows down the number of cards it, that could possibly be there. Them, so yeah, yeah. Uh, you'll just have to wait and find out. Uh, this is a question just for you, Gavin. Uh, future site, uh, do you like the original or the skull art? Oh, I'm original. original That's what yeah. I qualify for the Pro Tour with. So fairies with a future site, oh, no one could beat it. It was great. Um, for draft, could you partner Krenko with Krenko? Yes, you can double partner the same legend. Um, 
all the normal rules apply to that, so their command tax will go up separately, and I would not recommend casting them at the same time. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I, I believe uh, I believe you can do that. Okay. Do the extended art commanders come in foil? Yes. Is the answer. Um, is there a colorless draft archetype? Uh, there's very few colorless cards in the set, to, colorless legends in the set to start with. Yeah. So you're not likely to end up with one. So they're not really a draft archetype. But I'll give you a hint: if you draft a colorless legend, you're probably going to want to ramp to cast it, right? Like think about the colorless legends that exist. Most of them you're going to need a lot of mana for. So Kozilek being a great example of this, you got to get up to ten mana. So yep. I recommend pairing it with green is usually a safe bet, or blue, so the game will go along and you'll hit your, hit your land drops. But I mean, maybe you draft land tax, you hit all the land drops you need to cast. All them. the land drops right. all the time. Yeah. Mono white uh, Eldrazi. Let's go. You could do it. You could do it. Uh, did you say the PPR was the 22nd? I did. That is that I did say that. Um, bu -bu 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 -bu. Can we have Scion of the Ur Dragon? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, let's see. Uh, one thing I'll say about the design of the set is normally in precons, mm -hmm. we don't put tutors in there, right? Unless sure. it's like a basic land tutor, Evolving Wilds, Cultivate, because it's just complicated. You go yeah. buy a precon, you've never played it in your life. You play a tutor, and you're like, uh, what card do I go get? Yeah. Uh, one thing that's really fun about our draft environments and our sets is because you're building your deck, you know what's in there. So there's a little bit more tutoring here. We've already sure. shown off personal tutor, personal spell tutor. seeker. Yep. So some of those big tutor hits, um, or not all of them, but some of them you'll find here in this set. So yep. um, Sign of the Year Dragon, normally not a card you really find. Um, but could be on the table. I'm not saying it is or isn't in here, but it could be on the table because of, of that rule. Yep. Um, which of the pre-cons are you most excited for? Well, I mean, I, I love them all, obviously. You know, mm -hmm. they're exciting themes for me, but I got to root for my, for my boy Commodore Guff. You know, I've wanted to get yeah. Guff printed for a long time. It's finally here. It's a really cool theme. But I will say that in design, so I led the initial version, the initial design. I picked out the deck themes before handing it off to Corey. Uh, the deck that I actually led in the design process was the Slivers deck. So one of the fun things I got to do without giving anything away was finding all the neat commander things would be cool for Slivers to do mm -hmm. and then putting them on. So for example, the, the face card, Sliver Grave Mother, yeah. has Encore. So it's right. a fun commander-only ability to grant your Slivers. Not the only thing like that you'll be seeing. So there's some fun ones in there. Yeah. Um, speaking, uh, so I, I would say... I, I think the colorless one, but only because I have yet to build a colorless deck, and it'll get me started. The colorless one, uh, led by Daniel Holt, was the biggest challenge, in my opinion, mm -hmm. because you just don't get, for the most part, you don't get instants or sorceries, right? You've got to do it the old-fashioned way. And I'll, I'll even let you know, I guess I, I'll just give it away now, that there are, there is at least one new colorless instant or sorcery in the deck, so that's cool. You can look forward to that. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, mostly your deck is all permanents, and uh, so that's a very interesting design challenge. Mm -hmm. um, are there any more cards from Portal being reprinted? I think almost certainly there are cards from Portal and Portal Second Age and Portal Three Kingdoms in this set that we have, that uh, there's more than one of them. I don't remember how many there are, um, and, uh, you know, there might not be the, the spicy ones you're looking for, so mm -hmm. I, I don't want to say anything for sure. But I love digging in those old reprints. Uh, we've seen Personal Tutor and Capture of Zhao already, yeah. so yep. um, I guess stay tuned. Um, you may or may not know the answer to this one. Art's not your area, but you might have seen it. You may know. We'll ask it. Uh, will there be any cards newly themed for Innistrad, like Personal Tutor was for Strixhaven? Yeah, so one really cool thing, we haven't talked about that much on the yeah. stream today, Blake, but one awesome thing about the set is we did get a ton of new artwork. Yes. There's a ton of cards from common all the way up to rare that have new artwork on them, which is really cool. And I love the chance you get to reface some of those commons and uncommons that have just used the same art piece over and over. Um, 
I would guess, given that Innistrad is one of our most popular planes, there's always zombies rolling around somewhere, that there probably are some new cards set on Innistrad, but I, I don't know for sure. Off the um, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I'd say probably. Very good chance. All right. Um, uh, 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 um, I think you can answer this. Is the colorless precon an Eldrazi-focused deck or a colorless-focused deck? Yeah, that's actually a great question because we talked about this a lot in the design process. Yep. It's very easy to call it the Eldrazi deck because the face card is an Eldrazi. You've right. already seen it. And there are, of course, Eldrazi in the deck. But it is a colorless-focused deck. So while there is some Eldrazi stuff going on, uh, colorless is the name of the game. So one of the fun things for us was finding things that are colorless but not Eldrazi to put in there and create. So for example, there's a new card set on Akoria in the decks. And Akoria had some of those colorless creatures lying around. Yep. So you can expect a few things that are not just Eldrazi. Of course, Eldrazi are a big piece of colorless, so you'll expect those too. Yep. Um, now, I don't think we've looked at any. Um, are there three color and two color uncommon legends? There are two color uncommon legends in the set. Um, I don't believe there are any three color uncommon legends in Kay. the set. Um, I can't say that for 100% sure, um, but I'm pretty sure that's true. But yeah, there's two color uncommons. Yeah. Um, and the two color uncommons, by the way, are often your signposts for the limited archetypes. Right. So when you see them, you'll be like, oh, okay, I see what's going on here. That's, that's the thing I want to do. Uh, is there any Lorwyn love in this set? I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure there is, um, but I, I, I can't say for sure. As the person who just did vision design on the set, and then it's all reprints, I, I don't know the, the final art choices quite as much off the top of my head. All right. I'm trying to look for one last question before we have to go. Uh, let's see. <laughs> sure. Uh, is that a new room you're in? Looks very cozy. I haven't caught a stream in a while, but heard something about a new office space. Yes. Uh, we are in uh, our, our second office, I guess. We moved out of the Renton space. Uh, we're going to be moving back into a different Renton space. Um, but in the interim, we are in this non-Renton space. Yeah. But it's really cool. This is uh, the game room. And this is a table that many games of D&D &D have been played on. And we gather in here sometimes. And we just happen to be streaming here. So uh, we'll be, until uh, the new studio is set up, we'll be streaming a combination of uh, here and uh, from my house. We'll be doing a little bit of both. So, all right. Every week will be a new surprise. Every you know? week will be a new surprise. Uh, next week, we'll be back here. I think the week after that, I'm streaming from my house. And next week, more Commander Masters. Next week, more Commander Masters. So here's, here's the upcoming schedule. So previews start today. There are more previews. We just had the tip of the iceberg. There's plenty more coming. Uh, we tried not to take too much spice just for this show, so there's a lot more cool stuff coming. Uh, if you check out dailymtg.com, there is an article called Where to Find Commander Masters Previews that will have a list and some links to where those previews can be found today and through uh, the rest of this week and next week. Commander Previews for the decks, specifically the pre-con decks, will happen the 17th through the 20th. We're going to be doing one deck each day, including here on this show with Corey next week. Uh, where we'll be doing the Planeswalker deck. Go Guff! Go Guff, yeah. Big fan of uh, Commodore Guff. Um, other than that, uh, definitely check out Daily MTG for that collecting article and look for more previews around the web. And then you've got an article on draft archetypes and yep. such coming I've out I've got tomorrow. an article and video coming out tomorrow with draft archetypes, and it has a ton of preview cards, like I think yeah. 10 plus, 10, 15 preview cards. So check it out tomorrow. A lot of the juice to make draft work is in there, and I talk about some fun downshifts too. So 
It'll be up on Daily MTG around 8 a.m. And the video will be going up around the same time. Yeah. So. All right. So thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next week.